0: Hello, and welcome to Making Number Sense Make Sense, a podcast for elementary teachers, specifically early elementary teachers, looking to really make an impact in the number sense of their students. Hello, teachers. I am on spring break right now, ready to come back to those kiddos, and stations, math workshop, always needs a bit of a tune-up, even after the weekend, to be honest. Even after the weekend, it needs a little bit of a tune-up, Some years, you have a crew that doesn't necessarily need a lot of revisiting of expectations. They remember and they're good to go. We'll see if that's the case for this year's crew, and you never know when it's going to be a good time to revisit your expectations. So when setting up your five steps to success in math workshop, they are simple. They are number one, don't do math during math workshop. Number two, set clear expectations for a math workshop. Number three, practice. Number four, use some kind of visual station chart to help kids know where they're going or what they're doing. And number five, revisit expectations as necessary. So number five is definitely coming back around for me, but let me go a little bit further into numbers one through four. So number one, do not do math during math workshop, especially at the beginning of the year when you're starting out, the idea at least for me, the idea is I want them to get used to going to a certain space in the room, doing the activity that is set out for them, and then when they hear the bell or whatever you're using, clean up and move to the next space. And since this is a routine that I want to last throughout the year, I don't necessarily want the kids to be worried about if they got the answer right, if they know what they're doing. So the first stations for at least, at least a week two weeks, sometimes even three weeks, depending on the crew that you get, just have them doing things that they will enjoy, that feel more like play, because I really want my math station time to feel like play. I just feel like that is success, that they don't even know that they're doing math. It's like music to my ears when my kids see my station chart and they go, yay, stations! That's the goal all year long, so we want it to feel like play. That could be at the beginning of the year, exploring different math manipulatives that they're gonna be u- using throughout the year, like pattern blocks, cubes, geo blocks, inch tiles, anything really that you know you're gonna be using a lot. The time for them to play with them is now, so that later on, when you use them for the purpose of this math game or this math work, they kind of got the play out of their system. So again, not doing math for the beginning of math workshop time. Number two is set clear expectations. So I will share what I do in my my class, but it might be different for you, what your students need, how you want your class to run before you even really go into the school year. You really wanna think about if I had a perfect math station time, what would it look like? What would it sound like? How will the kids know what they're supposed to be doing and when they're supposed to be doing it. So for me, that's number one, being engaged in what they're doing. So if we're at this station using this material, we're staying at this station using that material we're not walking all over the place, we're not screaming. I obviously don't mind talking, especially since we do a lot of partner games. It's going to be a little bit louder. It's not going to be silent. How about that? It's not going to be silent in my classroom, and I'm okay with that. But when it gets to the level of screaming, it's too much. So for me, I really want them to work on keeping their voice an inside speaking voice instead of a screaming voice. I also want them to know where to look, if what they're supposed to be doing, or where they're supposed to be going. So I have a visual station chart and I will touch on that a little bit later. I also set a timer that they can't see. I've tried it where they can see the timer but a lot of times if they see the timer and there's two minutes left they think two minutes means two seconds and then they clean up two minutes early and then they're just sitting there. So I keep the timer somewhere where they can't see it but they'll be able to hear it and know what they're supposed to do when they hear the timer. And the expectation for The timer is that when it goes off, you're going to stop what you're doing and start to clean up your space and get it ready for the next group. So those are my big three, really, are volume, being engaged in what we're doing, and when it's time to stop, we need to stop. in my classroom, I have a bathroom in the classroom. Station time is not a time where I think that they need to ask me to go to the bathroom. If they need to go and it's available, I usually just let them go. That's not a time where I like need them to be at their station the whole time. If we ne- In fact, station time is a great time to go to the bathroom because otherwise we're about we're out the door ready to go to recess and then five people need to use the bathroom. I would rather they go during station time than during recess time or lunch time. Number three is practice. Everything that you were visualizing in your math station math workshop routine needs to be practiced. Their voice levels need to be practiced. What cleaning up looks like needs to be practiced. What is an appropriate level of clean? Like if there's math manipulatives all over the floor, that's not necessarily clean. And we need to practice checking the floor before we move on to the next place. And adding on to that, how they're moving around the room. Are they walking around the room? Well, they should always be walking around the room, but sometimes... It seems like these kids just have an internal motor and they just need to run everywhere and it's definitely Not the safest thing they can be doing in the classroom with everybody else trying to move around at the same time so all of the things that you think might be an issue practice those a lot and Don't be afraid to practice again. If something's going wrong. You can stop and practice again Interactive modeling is great for this kind of thing. So you would have the students watch you clean up maybe and move from one place to another place and then have a class discussion about what they saw you doing. And that's the kind of thing that we're wanting to see and encourage them to do the same. So you saw me cleaning up quickly, you saw me walking from place to place, you saw me checking the floor, all of those things to really draw attention to the behaviors that we do want and make sure that we're reinforcing those while we're practicing, while we're in this practice time of math stations. I mentioned it briefly before, but using a visual station chart. One thing I will say about 2020 is <laughs> pandemic teaching was no joke. And if you were teaching during the pandemic, you know that. But something that kind of was kind of a holdover from the pandemic for me is using uh, Google Slides in a lot of the lessons that I'm doing just because the visuals are so big and all of the kids can see it. Every time I do stations... I have a station chart that shows the group that they're in and where they should be going for each station time that they have, whether it be three stations, four stations, six stations, whatever time works for you. I have a visual so that the kids can see. So it's usually a picture of the manipulative that they'll be using and the background of the table is the color of the table that they're going to. So in my classroom, I have red table, blue table, green table, yellow table, and a purple table. So the background of That station is where they're going and the object is what they're going to do when they get there. So if for some reason they don't remember where they're supposed to be going or not quite sure what they're supposed to be doing, they can look up at the chart to refer to and get to the right space. Something else I always encourage the kids to do is to ask someone else in their group if they know what they should be doing and If neither of them know what to do, then to ask a teacher. I would much rather them, I would still rather them ask me, what am I supposed to do than not because they will will either stay at the entire station not doing anything or they might be playing around and get really loud, get really rowdy. And we don't want that. We want them to be engaged during their station time. So I would rather them ask me or ask a group mate what they should be doing at their station. And the fifth and final step is to revisit as needed like i said after a break is a great time to revisit every few weeks or once a month or if you notice something is going wrong that you're finding you're having to give a lot of redirections that might be a time where you need to stop your stations discuss your expectations and practice them and then get back to it i really want my station time to feel like a play time where they're also learning math not just a worksheet time or a dull time. I want them to enjoy it. So they're usually very motivated to get to stations. Like I said, when they see the station chart, there's always a little cheer and I'm here for it. I love it. I love to hear my students excited about math and excited about learning. So whatever I can do to smooth that process is something that I really try to do with my students. If you're wanting to have your stations be more free flowing That's absolutely fine. You can still use all of these steps, like how should you clean up when it's time to clean up? How do you move from place to place? If you're not necessarily with a group, it's very unlikely that you would be at a station by yourself. So you can still ask someone who's there with you what they're supposed to be doing if they're not sure and what exactly they're supposed to be doing at each station space that you have. They don't have to be in groups with specific kids all the time. It's really what works for your kids and what works for your teaching philosophy, but these steps will really help you have a successful math workshop all year long. I will have a link to a post where all of this is written out if you want to reference it. Let me know if you have any questions, and I will catch you on the next one.